Welcome to Call the Binge Wife. Have you experienced an episode of your life where you find it hard to decide? We all go through seasons where it just seems we cannot find what we're looking for, eventually spiralling out of control while doom scrolling a menu with far too many options. That's when you need Call the Binge Wife. Ruth and Roger have emptied their bladders, grabbed their favourite snacks and spent countless hours watching TV to help you figure out what to skip and what to binge. So sit back, relax and call the binge wife. Now, here are your hosts, Ruth and Roger. Thanks, Andrew, and welcome everyone to another episode of Call the Binge Wife, where Ruth and I discuss seasons of TV shows we've watched and we give our recommendation. Ruth, what are we going to cover in this episode? Hey, binge friends, we are talking about the after party on this episode. The after party on Apple Plus. You may have missed it, and I'll give my opinions on that in a little bit. But Ruth, what's the synopsis of the show? The after party revolves around a high school reunion. So a class reunites for their high school reunion. And as any typical reunion has its drama, this does too. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Not always. Well, Um, yeah, usually there's some. There's some. I want to say we just had fun. But from the 20, 20 years, got more drama. But at the after party, a murder takes place. A murder? A murder. That's really drama. Dramatic. And now they are all suspects. So a detective asks each suspect to tell their story. And then each episode is designed differently based on the suspect. So the overarching tone of the comedy is set throughout the series. But each episode is a different subgenre. For example, romance, action, suspense, thriller, musical, etc., based on the character of the suspect. Yes. So that is the premise of the show. Super unique. Uh, I don't think I fully understood the concept when we first started watching. I did not. Yeah. But you, you kind of caught on. Now I have seen trailer for the second season already, and they like double down on this concept. Like it's super blatant. <laughs> Yeah. Well, what they're doing. So it'll be interesting to see how the two seasons compare. Yes. So, Roger, give us some show data. Yeah. So this, we're reviewing season one. It dropped January of 2022. So it's been around for a while. It's rated TVMA, again, mostly for language, some violence. It's on Apple+. Plus. Uh, the amount of episodes is eight. The genre is comedy mystery. Cast notes is Tiffany Haddish who's super funny as the detective trying to figure out who'd done it. Sam Richardson, who is initially the first suspect, uh, but we, you know, he gets kind of put on the side, but he's kind of the main character throughout the whole thing. And then Dave Franco, who is uh, a Justin Bieber wannabe. It's the best way I could describe <laughs> it. Who dies in the first episode. So Is that in the trailer? Yes. Oh, yes. Okay, thank that's you. Yeah, that's fine. Spoiler alert. Yeah. No. Rotten Tomato score. The critics gave it 90%, which is pretty mm-hmm. high, especially since we didn't watch this until a year after it came out. So, you know, it just boggles my mind sometimes how these shows can get such great critic ratings, but then no one's watched them. It's almost like The Bear. Like, very few people yeah. I know have watched The Bear, and The Bear's like the greatest TV show on TV, on television right now. So it so I don't know if this is as great as that, but it's but it's good. Viewer score was was decent at 81%. So the people yeah. that watched it, for the most part, liked it. So that's not bad. 
That's not bad. I don't. It's, it's not as good as the bear. I will say, but yeah. So Ruth, why did we watch the after party? So it's as simple as this for me. I like <laughs> Tiffany Haddish, and it looked interesting enough to try out from the trailer. I was like, "Ooh, fun, interesting." Another, another an actual trailer win. Unlike Fubar, this is an actual trailer win. Could be. You have to wait till the end to okay. see if I recommend. Right. <laughs> How about you, Roger? Why did you want to watch it? Yeah, I'm going to go on a little rant here. It's a little off topic, but I'm not a big <laughs> fan of Apple Plus's user interface. And, and to be all honest, almost all the streamers are, in my opinion, are bad except Netflix. And the reason why is I think Netflix actually has an algorithm to try to decide to help you pick something where all the other ones just seem like they're pushing their flavor of the day. Like whatever's new release, they yeah. push that and then they, they discard it where something can be on Netflix for a long time and I'll still see it as a suggestion because they want me to watch it because they think I'll like it. And I like that mm. about Netflix. Whereas the other Apple, Peacock, Hulu, Prime. Prime, even Prime for the most part is always trying to push whatever's you know new and fancy. Whatever's new. Yeah. yeah. So well, uh, Netflix too has like one through 10 most popular. That's fine. But, but there's, there's also a whole line that says you suggested for you, you might like uh, this. And, yeah. it's, and when I look through that line, it, it actually is, oh yeah, I probably would. Apple and the other services may have that, but I think it's still just them trying to push whatever they want you to watch in the moment, like the flavor of the week. So I was, I was upset that it took me so long to get to the show. Uh, because i shouldn't yeah, i was have, like you know, what we watched like, i thought it just came out yeah we've watched all the seasons of ted lasso we watched shrinking we watched loot we you know we watched schmigadoon sisters yeah, we well watched. i'm talking about like we've just like a watched a lot of comedies on apple plus so for apple plus not to promote this to us just doesn't seem it just seems weird to me right that's true that was a dramedy bad yeah. sisters and we watched the morning show which is not I yeah that's straight up drama <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just uh, I'm thankful that I you know ran across it somehow. It wasn't it wasn't like in my face, and so I was glad of that. And it's one of the reasons why I wanted to make sure we watched it um, because it did look good. I like the production team behind this. The same team that did the 21 Jump Street movies, which I thought were very funny based on the original source material. So I thought I thought it was funny. So I you know I was wanting to see what it was all about. And after we started watching it, a friend of mine said, oh yeah, good, you're watching that because it's really pretty good. Glad we ran across it because I don't know if we ever would have found it. Uh, before we move on to our three positives and one negative, Ruth, I'd like to make some shout outs to let people know some stuff going on. What else are we reviewing this season? So this season we are reviewing Loot, also on Apple Plus, Bar, and Jewish Matchmaking. Yeah, and all those episodes are available right now. So as you're listening to this, make sure your streamer device app thingy, make sure you, it lets you scroll on to those when you're done with this episode. Uh, speaking of Jewish matchmaking, last week we announced uh, on our trailer for season six that we're adding a monthly episode to our mix called CTBBTS, which stands for Call the Binge Wife Behind the Scenes. So we're going to be interviewing one person from the cast or the production crew uh, each month from one of the shows that we reviewed. So Ruth, who is going to be our guest on CTB BTS this month? Oh my gosh. So this month we are interviewing Aliza Ben Shalom of Jewish Matchmaking. Yeah, I'm super excited for people to hear this interview. 
we so have, excited. Yeah, we we definitely ask good questions <laughs> of these folks, um, and they told us that. So we're excited. I learned a lot. I, I learned yes. some things. You know, I, I had some questions and I learned some stuff about the Jewish matchmaking show and why they do some of the things that they do. And it really helped me understand it a little better and have a little, maybe a little bit more grace for for how the show looks and stuff. So yeah, I learned a lot on the show, but then I learned a lot from her and she's yes. very gracious and just delightful, just lovely to talk to. Yeah, we've got some other big news. We just launched a website for the show. Ruth, where can people find that? They can find the website, which I want to give a shout out to Roger. Great job creating this website. It is at callthebingewife.tv, not .com, but .tv. Yeah, and you can go to that website. You can search for new shows to watch. There's three different ways to do that. You can search it by title. You can search it by season that it is on our show or you can search it by genre so we're super excited for you to be able to access the shows you can listen to them right there you can listen to the reviews right on the website you don't have to go to apple spotify whatever you can just listen to them right off the website uh you can learn where to contact us online as far as our facebook group email addresses learn a little bit about more about ruth and i and then you can also see maybe what's coming up next as far as the CTB BTS interviews. If there is anything that you find entertaining about what Ruth and I do or is helpful to you in selecting something to watch, please, please, please rate and review the show right now. You're on your app or in your device or whatever. You're right there. All you have to do is press the stars. That's it. That's all we're asking. If, if you get something out of this, just do that. It helps grow the show. It is the number one way to help us grow the show and to get more people to hear our reviews and help them find what they're going to watch next. So please do that before this episode ends. It's that simple. You can keep listening and press those buttons. So, so Ruth, let's get to our three positives and one negative. What is your first positive? Okay, my first positive is that I like the comedy murder mystery theme. I think it's fun. And the premise of that happening at a high school reunion. So I could easily imagine my own 15. It was their 15 year reunion, which we did not have. And what an after party could look like and who the characters would be. But we don't have a star in our class. Sorry, Meridian High School class of 1989. Like we don't have a star like Dave Franco unless we don't know about them yet. Uh, But or let me know if you do know. Although it has been 30 years, so I am not 29 forever, but well, my time may come, right? For stardom right. still, but yeah. I don't want to be murdered. Your, yeah, you still yeah. have time for your 15 minutes. It's fine. <laughs> That's right. So I better keep my fame though on the lowdown. So maybe publish a book of poetry that only a few people will read. <laughs> so getting back to the show though, um, there's enough going on with the theme and characters. Like it's a very character driven show that made me wonder and I, you know, who done it and explore the themes. Um, Cause as you mentioned in the synopsis, each episode has a different uh, flavor to it based on the character. So I really liked the theme the characters, the whole, whole atmosphere. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it was a little wild party. It was at Dave Franco's character's house, which he had himself helicoptered from the reunion to, to his yes. home. That Everybody you. else had to drive. That's right. Except uh-huh. for one other person, but we won't talk about that. But so, <laughs> so, oh, yeah. so yeah. Mm-hmm. So 
I, I enjoyed it too. This is a comedy murder mystery, and think think of the movie Clue, right? Took the board game and made it funny, and that's what they've done with uh, the after party. But it takes it one step further when the show goes into exploring who done it. It takes one suspect and gives them an entire episode to tell their version, like Ruth was talking about, uh, of what happened at the party. But deeper than that, even. Each of those episodes is told from the, the suspect's perspective in a movie TV genre way that matches their character. And, you know, I I was just mesmerized by this, quite honestly. Uh, another season is coming, and it looks like from the trailer, like I said, they've doubled down, uh, and I'm excited for it. Just to give you some examples, Anik, Sam Richardson's character, is kind of nerdy guy back in high school, so... It's an 80s teen movie kind of vibe. Uh, Brett, played by Ike uh, Barinholtz, who you might know from The Mindy Project, who I think is absolutely hysterical, was a jock in high school. So his, you know, when he's telling his story of what happened that night, it's all like an action movie. And then the character of Chelsea, who is Alana Glazer, um, is the outcast back in high school. So hers is like all Hitchcocky, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 not majorly over except for the cartoon it's always cartoon it's not super overt, and it's you know but it's but it's fun it looks like in season two like they've gone overboard with this concept so we'll see if it jumps the shark or not maybe they'll have an after party after uh, you know a funeral or something maybe at some point i don't know but um but yeah so we'll see how deep it goes in season two ruth what's your second positive my second positive was that in reading a few articles and thinking about this more and talking to you, I liked how the scenes were refilmed based on the characters' perspectives. Like they didn't use the same footage, um, which sometimes happens, right? You're know, like, oh, I've seen it, but of course it's from that character's perspective. But it it added more depth and interest to it. And like Zoe, you just mentioned Zoe's was a cartoon. I was like, oh, and um, just the action movie or the Hitchcock or the 80s teen movie was interesting. So I liked, but go, specifically how some of the scenes were refilmed. I thought that was really well done. Yeah. If, if I could just describe that a little bit deeper, if people are into Agatha Christie, you kind of see the same things played out over and over as people are describing it. And then this was not like that at all. Everybody's, it was really, really told from their perspective. So it was also shot from their perspective as well, as far as the camera goes. And that's what I think the, really the difference that you're talking about. And I agree. It was, it was awesome. Yes. Okay. So what is your second positive? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I I like the Francos. I I think they're funny. Um, and Dave does the younger brother of the two does a really good job. Although Dave's character is murdered in the first episode. Um, he reprises his role throughout the entire season in the suspects retelling of their version of what happened at the party. And he also does a really good job of portraying how that character that's telling the story sees him, right? That, that it's not, the same portrayal of that character as it was in the first episode, he plays it like they thought he was. And that was really fresh to me. I liked that. Yeah, that's true. Like how they saw him. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Like whether mm-hmm. it was some of his mannerisms were exaggerated or the way he talked, the you know, tone or whatever it was, it was, you know, it was all, or how he, how they thought he felt. It, he played that he played to that character's version of him. And I thought yeah. that, that was, I thought that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So what's your third positive, Ruth? My third positive is Tiffany, Tiffany Haddish. I mentioned like, that's the whole reason why part of it, why I wanted to watch um, but I love how she plays the detective and how you know she's super smart, but she plays it really low key while listening to all the suspect stories and how she moves around the scene. So it's it's really funny watching her unconventional methods. You feel like, what is she up to? Or you know, like she's, I just know she's going to figure it out, but she's playing it low key. Yeah, without is, giving too much away. Yeah, and yeah, this is my third too, and and my perspective on Tiffany was like, she could have been somebody else at the party, right? I mean, she's close to their yeah. age. Yeah, and and the way she was behaving, it was, it was just fun. It wasn't like super. Uh, she didn't play the straight man to the rest of the cast. She was right there in it, and but yeah. part of the jokes. And if you watch either of the trailers, you'll see it. She's you know she is funny and. She, yeah she's just fun as a detective it's not all serious and although she's definitely intent on solving the murder she's having a good time with it as well so yeah uh, so i thought that was good ruth what's your negative my negative was that the first episode i was i made it look like it would be kind of campy and the cast would be annoying but then it got so much better and interesting throughout like at first it was like what is this just like a silly after party? Because when you first said, oh, the after party, I'm, I think I was like, what? Or it seems like a fluffy after party, fluffy. But you know what I mean? Like <laughs> just cheesy or whatever. But it got more interesting and it was fun. I mean, I I knew it would be fun with Tiffany probably or funny, but it was more interesting than I thought. So that is that really a negative? I think that it's not really just the first episode. It was like hard to see what was coming. Yeah, I think you're right. From and it's my it's basically my negative too. I did not think the trailer did a good enough job of explaining the uh, process that they were going to use to solve this. It just looked like it was going to be a like a slapstick con- comedy murder yeah. mystery the whole time, and so. Uh, and they don't get into that genre bending telling of their the different suspects um, point of view until the second episode. So you don't really, if you don't know that going into it, you're like, eh, uh, which yeah. is why I always say you got to give a show at least two episodes, right? <laughs> I mean, one and a half. One, one and a half. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, one and a half yeah. would be fine no, too. I mean, I if you know two. you don't want to watch any more of it, that's fine. But I yeah. think you at least need to get, you know, get moving into that second episode so that you can like really see is this what it's all about. Um, and any more today with these streaming shows uh, that you can binge, there's different directors almost every episode, right? I mean, yeah, that was weird to me at first. Yeah. I don't know why. I mean, Ted Lasso was that way. There was a different director. Wednesday was that way. You know, it, it's very common with love that we've watched that we're Mm -hmm. hopefully going to review soon. They had a different director every episode. So I really think you do need to give it uh, a couple of episodes because the trailer and the first episode might not totally do the show justice. And so that was, you know, again, it's kind of, I go back to that whole thing of how Apple 
promotes its shows, I don't think it does a very good job. So uh, you don't really know what you're watching and you can miss stuff. But also same with Prime and Peacock and you know a lot of these streamers. The trailers in the first episode may not be a good representation of what the show's all about. Of the whole show, yep. So Ruth, skip it or binge it? Binge it. Okay. I think binge it. Great acting and characters, and I love the storytelling format. It's fun. It's interesting. It's it's light, but it has enough substance with the storytelling to keep you engaged. What about you? Yeah, if you enjoy comedy uh, and different forms of storytelling, I say binge it. The cast, like you said, stellar. I mean, there's just you'll probably recognize almost you know ninety percent of a cast that's probably you know fifteen people in the show you may not know them you know fully who they are but you 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 know you've seen them uh doing other stuff and so and when i think when you put a group of people like that together they all tend to shine and that's what they do here it's super interesting to me because as i've watched the trailer for season two there's only three characters that return but then there's this whole other group of people that come in uh, to to make this thing work. You know, Ken Jeong's in it. I mean, it's just, and I'm always impressed. You know, something's good when the second season, everybody in Hollywood kind of like wants to be in in the show. And next season, when we get to to the bear season two, people, you know, that happened. Like everybody and their grandma wants to be in the show. So uh, I think the same things kind of happen with this. And that tells you that if, those people like it and think it's good. Should probably give it a chance. I say binge it. So there you have it. There's our review for the after party. We are super excited you're here with us. And remember, all the episodes for the season are already available. So go ahead and binge those away. And we appreciate you being here. And let's remind them, Ruth, if they don't know what to watch next, they should call the binge, call the binge wife. wife. Yep. Let's do that one again. I didn't like that one. No. So if you don't I know what to watch... So if you don't know what to watch, call the binge wife. Wow, you weren't even anywhere close. What happened? I thought you were going to say a word because you said another word before it. Uh, okay. We'll okay. try We'll try again next time. No, say it again. No, I love you. We'll try again next time.